Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's our uh, pleasure to welcome you to the program today and please stay with us for this hour as we have prepared again a program which you may enjoy. I would like to say hello to our uh, co-hosts here because I'm glad to have also David with us. Uh, I may come with you to you first, David. David Lima from uh, Family Voice Australia. David, it's good to have you with us. Well, it's great to be back in the studio rather than by phone for a change, Nick. Absolutely right. Because, you know, I don't mind, you know, to take you on the phone, but sounds not, it is not always the best, you know, but mm. hey, it's good to have you with us. Yeah, but Tracy, our regular um, co-host for Fridays, except once a month where uh, Tracy wants to take a day off, uh, it's good to have you with us, Tracy, too. Hi, Nick. Hi, David. And hi to all the listeners. Look, it's wonderful to be able uh, to be together here today. Um, I'm a little bit more energized as the weather is uh, a bit better today. I kind of had enough of uh, long winter and cold days. I'm looking forward to either to move to Queensland or uh, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> where it's nicer weather. But hey, it's beautiful weather here in, uh, in Adelaide. And we're hoping that, um, yeah, we'll will be from now a bit better and better, even though in the next few days, I think we're expecting some rain again. But um, hey, today it's a very interesting um, topic we may look at. How do I grow in media responsibility? It's a big thing, you know, because we are surrounded uh, everywhere we go. Uh, you know, we are surrounded by this thing, media. For many people, it controls their lives. And we hope that uh, it's not the case with <laughs> uh, any of us here today, but I must accept that uh, sometime I, I've been caught into spending maybe too much time on good things. Uh, when we talk about media and responsibility, we talk only about, oh, about the bad things, the um, MR right programs and things like that, but not only. Even some good programs can take you um, away for, from the most important things which you need to do. But this uh, is the theme we look at uh, the Bible and media in a post-biblical culture. We already asked a few questions like uh, do biblical uh, Christians have a media problem? Do the scriptures speak to media obsessed age? What about mild violence and maybe even soft porn that was a question which uh, we asked just uh, in the middle of the week and i thought uh, yeah that will be a very interesting one to revisit my dear friends maybe you missed some of these programs and you know that you can go to faithfm.com.au and uh, listen um, on our website or if you have our app or if you don't have it, I'll invite you now to download our free app, Faith FM Australia, and you can go and listen to some of these programs if you miss some of them. The other day, we just asked another question, uh, how do I guide my children through the media jungle? And I think that's uh, one of the biggest responsibilities uh, today, uh, particularly as parents and, uh, you know, with our young ones uh, being hooked into media and many times 
the parents don't even know where they are at and uh, what they're doing. But my dear friend, today you may have some um, recommendations or maybe some questions or uh, some advice, you know, that you can be part of this program today. You just need to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and come along with us. Be part of this program today. Let us know where you are listening from. It will be very nice to uh, give you a, a shout there, you know. And uh, by the way, I had few people here today who um, write some messages in regard to the previous programs and some of the, uh, you know, offers which we we had. And I may come to that in a moment. And by the way, about that, uh, have this number uh, um, safe um, because we'll come just a little bit later uh, to talk about the offer which we have for today. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Don't be shy. Uh, give us a, a yeah, send us a text message and um, share with us today. But I would like to uh, look a little bit now uh, in this uh, um, section and uh, segment, as we call it, uh, World Watch. And because I have David uh, with us here in the studio, David is the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. And David, you are very much involved and uh, interested in how family is protected, mm-hmm. even in this regard about media. Yeah. And uh, I would like to... Maybe to you to take us through a few things which uh, you may like to recommend, uh, you know, our families, uh, I mean, and help us to to see how we can be responsible in terms of uh, um, media and how to manage that. I may ask you something. I know that it's a it's a release of a movie uh right now uh, sound of freedom yes would you be able maybe to talk a little bit about that and maybe just help us to understand how can we be responsible even if this movie i believe it's a yeah, it's a christian uh, background you know yes. christian movie uh, but how can we be responsible in all aspects of media because sometimes we can excuse ourselves saying, oh, but I'm watching only this, this and that. It's a good thing. And myself, I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I find myself watching a bit too much news, for example. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, is that what I should do every day? Yeah. Share yes, with us, David. Uh, absolutely. So this is not a movie for families. It's not a child-friendly movie. It's for adults or possibly very mature late teenagers. So it's not a family movie. It's called The Sound of Freedom, but it's a very important movie for people to see. Mm. And uh, I know, Tracy, you're looking forward to uh, seeing it. Well, mm. it's it won't be easy for you to watch, uh, so I'm telling you that now. But sometimes we have to confront reality. And The Sound of Freedom movie is very important because it's, it's exposing a reality that many of us are really rather blind to, and that is the problem of the trafficking of children internationally. Would you believe there are over two million children a year who are trafficked? Mm. Two million. Wow. I mean, that's more than the population of our city of Adelaide here. It's unbelievable. And it's a $150 billion a year industry, if I can use that word. So we need to know what's going on. This movie will certainly open the eyes of all who are prepared to sit through a rather harrowing uh, experience to go to the movies. Mm. But it's in it's in the mainstream media. I'm thrilled about that. Although uh, the movie was was 
not considered to be one that people would be interested in. Far from it. Uh, many people are going along to see it. In fact, it's become one of the most successful independent films of all time. Right. And it's grossed $180 million in its first six weeks. Mm. So this movie has been around for five years waiting for someone to distribute it. No one, no one would pick up the movie and put it into the cinemas okay. because they thought that no one would be interested. Mm. Well, people are interested. They're most concerned about the plight of children, quite rightly. So our prayer is that people will see this movie and be inspired to ensure that our governments and our um, NGOs and such like are doing everything possible to prevent this wickedness. Mm. And it's, it's awful to think about um, Australian people, mainly men, going on, on sex tours in Asia where children are available for prostitution. All right. Well, yeah, look, so uh, yeah, thanks for sharing on that. Uh, I must um, say this uh, myself. You know, I mean, every individual, it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hooked in when, you know, before I got to know God, I come from a show business, you know, and I was hooked in cinema and uh, all those things. And when I uh, try to, to, you know, just to stop myself to go that, uh, because I thought I, I was realizing that I'm wasting my time. Mm. But I started to watch some, let's say, good movies. And I will give you an example here. I start to watch a couple of movies like with Jesus or uh, Christian movies. In particular, the one with Jesus, I was not so pleased because it changed a little bit my view of Jesus and the things there in the movie as I read the Bible. And that's one thing which uh, I need to be aware myself, and I'm not sure if you have anything to say in this regard. For sure, through media, we are, uh, and it's good to be exposed to some good things, Mm -hmm. uh, to be aware that, okay, this is going on, uh, take a position. Uh, But is that also, are there risks that we don't know actually uh, what God intended for us from the beginning? Mm -hmm. And we are kind of illiterate. I I, I probably should say in regard of Bible reading and knowing about uh, the Bible. Could be a risk there. Yes, that's right. And so we can be guided by others, of course. There are people who do media monitoring. Uh, Michael Medved over in America, he's constantly scrutinizing movies and writing reviews and letting families know what exactly they'll be seeing so Mm. that you can be sure that it's age appropriate. So those resources are very valuable. Mm -hmm. As I say, this movie uh, on child trafficking is not family friendly, but and, and it's not an enjoyable movie either, but it's an eye-opening movie. Mm. And sometimes we need to be shaken up out of our stupor. So mm. sometimes we have to um, bite the bullet, uh, so mm, to yes, speak, and yes. just uh, and look at look at things that are, are not going to be encouraging, but they will be uh, uh, valuable to prompting us yeah. to do the right thing, to pray and to take action. And we need to be aware of that. Mm. And it's, it's good mm. that you pointed out some of those uh, things, you know. Uh, Tracy, any thoughts in uh, in this regard? Yeah, I think it's important that when we watch Christian movies uh, that actually portray the story of Jesus, etc., I think it's important that we understand that most of the time Hollywood's involved here somewhere uh, and we don't take it for granted that every thing that's depicted in the movie is 
is actually 100% mm. accurate mm. to the Bible. I think sometimes um, I, I'm torn between that kind of thing because I think in some ways it's great because it makes people think about Jesus and Christian things maybe a little bit more, uh, but I also think that it can lead some people to have a certain understanding about, you know, Jesus and what the Bible's about, uh, which maybe is not completely correct. Mm. Um, and agree with you with regard to a general illiteracy of uh, the Bible these days. And unfortunately, a bit of a stupor, a bit, uh, a bit of laziness and and a lack of motivation for people to want to explore the word and to want to understand mm. for themselves. Just going back to this movie, Sound of Freedom, uh, from what I understand, it's actually based on true life story. Yeah. Always when stories are based on true life stories, we have to say they're based on it. We don't mm. know, you know, how much is truth, but apparently it has kept fairly close to the real life situation. Mm. It follows the the protagonist is um, a guy who that was his job for, you know, for years to be seeking out and rescuing children in America and then it went went further. Apparently America is the largest consumer of child sex trafficking mm. uh, and apparently Mexico is uh, one of the biggest providers for that. Uh, right. That uh, country's diabolical needs, you know, mm. but it just mm. shows how how we need to be rescued as a as a as a world uh, when when this is ha- what's happening to little children, little innocent children, yeah. you know, and the very fact that um, you know prophets were the thing that was you know top of mind as to whether. You know this 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 film should uh, get support. I understand. You know it's been a a, a, um, a bit of a, a journey actually because even halfway through production, uh, I think one one of the companies went broke or I can't mm. remember. There's there's some kind of issues. You know, so certainly there was a lot of obstacles to get over, but. Um, as David said, I think it's important that um, uh, people go and see this. Uh, you know, we you know we don't get anything from this in terms of plugging it, mm. but you know, just in terms of you know having an understanding of of this real life situation. A lot of the time, we are numb to some of these problems because they're so removed from us. Yeah. And as David said, sometimes we just need shaking shaking up a bit to. You know, bring this back into our focus to make each of one of us think. Well, what what can I do? How can I help? Whether that's donating funds mm, to mm. areas who are looking to rescue these children. You know, your prayers, listeners. Mm. You know, your prayers for organisations who are working on this are important as well. So that's yeah. No, thank you, thank you, Tracy, saying. for uh, yeah making those uh, comments because they're very valid. And I um, probably well, will add on that uh, if we are watching some uh, movies, as I mentioned myself, you know, it's good to know the context, to know the Bible, and not to be just uh, taken in a wrong direction. Because as you pointed out, you know, uh, producers and they have their own. Um, idea where they want to go and what sort of impact should have 
in the end, it's a, it's a production, particularly from Hollywood, but I'm interested even myself in this uh, movie to see, uh, I come from, uh, from a place, you know, from a country where, uh, yeah, there was a uh, lots of involvement with this sort of thing, you know, in Eastern Europe, unfortunately, uh, yeah. lots of young girls and not only girls, but you know, uh, young girls that are taken, you know, and, uh, yeah. I, I don't want even to think about uh, what's happening. And yeah, we need to be aware of that. Um, anything to add, David, on this one before we're moving a little bit to a couple of uh, different things? Just just to point out that the, the only reason that the movie is out there at all is because of crowdfunding, uh, which is uh, another media phenomenon that's ge- been generated in the last few years. Uh, that means that uh, social media is involved to promote a particular cause and many people said, yes, we will support this. Uh, thousands of people uh, raising $5 million for the distribution of the film. So uh, this is a positive statement about mm. the media now. Mm. That is good, which means um, we can utilize mm. media used uh, in a good way yeah. to teach, to um, inform uh, people in the right way, as we do here through Faith FM. You know, uh, we want to... Um, provide to people this opportunity that uh, we'll talk from the Bible, we'll give uh, the freedom to people to choose. You know, we are not here to um, indoctrinate uh, anybody. We are here to share. And then people are free to to choose. My dear friend listening uh, today, why not to be part of this uh, discussion today and send us a text message to 04888 before we are moving to our um, uh, question, our uh, topic for today, I wonder, David, uh, anything in the pipeline to say so? <laughs> we'll love to hear a few things sure. going on uh, happening here with yeah, all, always, all of us Australians. Going on, but uh, I've got some good things to share this week. Normally, it's bad news. Um, speaking about the media, I'm uh, reminded of the remark of Woody Allen, who at the end of his, one of his speeches uh, said, uh, now, I'd like to leave you on a positive, but will you accept two negatives? <laughs> Whereas today, today I usually speak negatively, but I've got two positives. Wonderful. Uh, and that is it's Father's Day on Sunday, firstly, and then secondly, it's National Australian National Flag Day also mm. on Sunday. So uh, some positive thoughts for our listeners. And I know that um, fatherhood, can be an issue because there are people out there who don't have fathers or have never known their father. Uh, well, perhaps they've got a grandfather they can mm. honor on the day. And, of course, we have Abraham as our father, but above all, we've got Almighty God as our Heavenly Father. Yes. So it is a day that needs to be reclaimed. I find it a bit disturbing that some schools basically shelve the commemoration of Father's Day. They don't get kids to make Father's Day greeting cards. Mm. They would never do that for Mother's Day. But um, it's, the, it's the men who've been behaving so badly as to have brought this on ourselves. But it's no excuse. We can't just pretend that fatherhood is irrelevant. We've got to reclaim fatherhood. Yes. So I think... Celebrating Father's Day is one important step forward, so I encourage the listeners in that respect. And uh, National Flag Day, um, I'm encouraging families to make their own little Aussie flag uh, and uh, and wave that proudly. Uh, the flag is uh, a matter of some controversy these days, unfortunately, mm. and yet it should be a unifying thing. It, it's full of Christian symbolism, of course, and while... There may be some issues uh, with respect to the indigenous community. I think when we explain 
uh, well, certainly this has been my experience, when we explain that most Indigenous people identify as Christian and when they recognise that the Christian message came with the First Fleet, which mm. called the, the Union Jack or the Union Flag, which is in pride of place in the top left-hand corner of the flag, they see things rather differently. And that's yeah, what we need to do. That's true. So there are four Christian crosses on the Australian flag. Okay. And, mm. and I don't know, I think New Zealand has the same number, four. I don't believe there are any other nations in the world that have got more Christian symbols on their flag mm. than Australia, and mm. that is something to be proud of. Mm. Well, while you said that, um, I know uh, when I was serving in the army, for example, and uh, uh, in my country, having uh, lots of uh, history in terms of uh, wars and uh, conflicts, how important was the flag mm. for a na- nation exactly. on the battlefield? Now, probably in these times of peace, we may just thinking of that ah, doesn't really matter. But actually, it's a standard of uh, of your allegiance. And you know what? That the Bible actually speaks about uniting uh, ourselves under the same flag, if you like the same. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that I think that was very good to point out uh, that uh, today, David. Thank you so much, my dear friends. Uh, we are going to take a short break uh, here. Just uh, put a plug here, but I would like you to um, be courageous today and uh, send us uh, some text messages and share with us. I'm pretty sure you'll uh, you'll have things to say in regard to this question, which we will tackle. Uh, how do I grow in media responsibility. But uh, here's uh, just a little plug and we'll be back uh, in a moment. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are very grateful to Adventist World Radio for their support and uh, their ministry, uh, reaching out into the whole world with the gospel, the good news uh, of the gospel. I would also like to um, encourage you to come with us, to meet us here in Adelaide. If you are listening from uh, Adelaide or the surroundings, I'm inviting you for a special time together with our listeners. It's a dinner which we put together. We have a a very um, favorite uh, guest, I mean, on Faith FM, I think he's uh, very well known, um, Robbie Burgum with the program uh, Faith Experiment. He will be with us here on the 16th of uh, September. And my dear friend listening today, you qualify for a free uh, dinner and a very good talk there with uh, Robbie Burgum on uh, digital currency. And um, come along with us. Uh, this is happening on the 16th of September. The address is 7 Belleville Street in Prospect, South Australia. And um, please let us know. Uh, or otherwise you can visit faithfm.com.au slash events and uh, book your seat uh, there and come along for this dinner. That'll be great, won't it, to meet some of the listeners. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it, I I think. And and that uh, presentation by Robbie on digital currencies prophecy and cashless societies, I think that's going to be really interesting. He's always got some really interesting things to to add. So come along, listeners. Looking forward to meet you. That's what we want. Worldwide. Well, Tracy, I may just come to you now and um, let's look a little bit into this question and we'll, we'll find some answers from the Bible also. Uh, how do I grow 
in media responsibility. Yeah, well, where I'd like to start is trying just looking at where we where we are at this point in time in in society when it comes to media. You know, the current state of media is uh, different from what it used to be. If we look at you know the 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 levels of of what they allow us to see in general viewing these days. So if we think about swearing and blaspheming, you know, that's that's pretty standard, you know, that, that I mean, even in society these days, the word God and Jesus mm. and etc. is used as, as a blasphemous term, as a curse. Uh, so we're exposed to all of, all of that as a repu- representation of society when we're watching TV programs, movies, etc. But... Often swearing is just so much part of part of things. If you go to see a film, you know it might be you know every fifth word is a is a swear word, and nudity and sex is just par mm. for the course. Mm. You know it's 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 actually very hard to go and see a film these days where there isn't nudity and a sex scene, etc. And and violence also increasing violence is uh, is something that's just part of it. Um, when I think back, uh, you know, to what maybe I watched in my teens, what was, what was available on TV, etc. in my teens was so timid compared to what we see now. And, and when I do that comparison, I see that, you know, Satan has, has had his hand in ensuring that little by little we are dumbed down and our sensitivities are dumbed down to, to these things. What normal, what's normal today is something that wouldn't have been accepted. I also think about the fact that there is a definite, I feel, an agenda in the media of normalizing lifestyles that don't mm. line up with God's guidelines. I think about relationships outside marriage, homosexual relationships, transgender identities, teenage sex. These are all things that are just, they, they are depicted all the time. And I feel that there's very much an agenda with some of this because my view is that as soon as the uh, legislation changed mm. about uh, homosexual marriage, it's almost like so many ads that were on TV began to roll out all of these homosexual couples, you know, as, as if they had those all ready to go. Uh, and I personally believe that this has all been done uh, to bring about an acceptance of, of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what... Uh, those groups are looking for. We can accept the person, but not necessarily accept the the, yeah. the lifestyle that's, as Christians. That's right. And, and David, I may come to you just for a moment uh, here because I'm pretty sure as um, uh, representing family, uh, you know, uh, in Australia, you may come across these sort of uh, issues and even debate some of these uh, things which uh, um, Tracy pointed out. Mm. Did you encounter any difficulties or uh, share with us a little bit? Well, the culture is full of a media which, as Tracy points out, is running an agenda. 
and um, it's not just in the movies. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, drag queens have been invited into the Parliament of Victoria, uh, men dressed up as fairies uh, to read s- stories to little children. So it's it's in it's in the books, it's it's in libraries, it's in movies, it's it's in the internet. It's it's just uh, out of control. And we have been working very hard over many years to try to prevent some of these, the worst cases of these movies and other influences proliferating. Um, and not always successful, of course, but we keep trying. The really important thing, of course, is that we make our, our families, uh, safe places and raise our children in such a way that they can protect themselves. And um, it was certainly the case when our children were growing up that I, I had no fears uh, as to what they were watching and, and what they were doing because we'd trained them in the right way. And, of course, we're not going to be there all their lives to watch over them and to uh, snoop and and uh, correct, etc. but uh, rather preparing them for... Uh, for adulthood, so they're mm. all grown up now and um, and living very uh, good Christian lives. So that is the the right answer. Law is important. We must have uh, good media standards because not everyone is a Christian, and sometimes Christians um, find themselves uh, in compromising contexts as well. But the main thing is self discipline and raising our children so that they will make their own right decisions uh, as they. Uh, often inadvertently these days come mm. across stuff um, and certainly uh, they, they need to protect themselves by by that uh, approach. Yes, indeed. And and David, I'm thinking about the fact that you were saying, yeah, it's not just, just films, it's, it's all media. And when you think about the fact, you know, for example, you go onto YouTube and you watch something and the next thing you know it's got all of these suggestions that roll yeah. around. And yeah. so very easy for uh, anyone actually mm. to stumble onto things that of they course. really don't want to be to be seeing. And, Correct. you know, sometimes you get the opportunity, do you want to play this next one? Sometimes you don't. It just mm. rolls up and That's starts. Right. And before you know it, mm. you're watching things that, that you really don't um, – well, mm. you're – Put in a situation where you you um, have to make that decision: Do I continue or do I pull away from this? When talking about media consumption, um, as we said, it's not just about us adults and and teens and even children. We all have to be impo- We all have to be um, careful about this. I had a look at um, there was an e safety commissioner report for 2020 that came out recently it said that teens spend roughly 14 and a half hours online each week and 93 percent of that time is spent watching tv or movies with youtube being Mm -hmm. the top social media service used and i was um interested in how uh the standards are set for what's on uh youtube um items and in their policy they say that uh, they've got a broad suite of policies uh, and are regularly evaluated in consultation with outside experts and YouTube creators. We enforce these community guidelines using a combination of human reviewers and machine learning. And I looked at that and I thought, oh, gosh, that's scary to me because uh, machine learning and uh, human reviewers, if... 
it's all going the way of the general society, which is everything, you know, is looser. Yeah, that's okay. You know, it's almost like there's more worry that we need to flush out any Christian things that might offend somebody where there's so many things that are offensive to a Christian mm. that that's kind of okay with mm. the community. So, you know, when we see it here that machine learning and uh, human uh, reviewers are involved with setting the standards, uh, I kind of go, hmm, oh, that's a bit interesting. Um, you, you're saying here, uh, even though we talked about uh, the danger, particularly for the younger people, um, you know, they're more vulnerable, but not only, mm. not only. I believe, uh, are you saying here that, uh, so unless we set out <laughs> ourselves to live our lives differently, will be we can be swept um, up into the the same thoughts and temptations like everybody else i believe so i mean we know that sin is our natural state you know if everyone's honest with themselves everyone has a struggle of some kind in some area the satan knows where mm. each of our weaknesses lie you know uh, we saw that from the start from adam and Eve in the garden and the Bible tells us that this is a fight that that we all have to fight um, if I think about Romans 7 15 to 23 and I've chosen the New Living Translation to quote this in because I think it just brings it out very um, very clearly this is Paul writing saying I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right but I don't do it instead I do what I hate but if I know that what I am doing is wrong this shows that i agree that the law is good so i am not the one doing wrong it is sin living in me that does it and i know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature i want to do what is right but i can't i want to do what is good but i don't i don't want to do what is wrong but i do it anyway but if i do what i don't want to do i am not really the one doing wrong it is sin living in me that does it i have discovered this principle of life that when i want to do what is right i inevitably do what is wrong i love god's law with all my heart but there is another power within power within mm. me that is at war with my mind this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me so you know he's making it quite clear and and for all of us we have different areas that we that we battle in and media will be more of an issue for some people rather than others mm -hmm. but somehow you know we're not kind of left to say okay well it's not me who's doing it so therefore no problem you know we're told in the bible that somehow we must master this and we must liberate ourselves from it. God asks us to do that. In John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I think a bit about the fact that there is a commandment, the seventh commandment, do not commit adultery. Um, we're also told in the word that following God's word is it's important to follow in spirit as well as in deed. I think about Matthew five twenty eight to thirty where it says 
But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Mm. Um, And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Now, why did I go through all of that? Okay, well, where does that leave a Christian with sex scenes in a movie, sex scenes in a TV thing? Now, somebody could say, well, I'm not committing adultery. But if you look at this and where in Matthew, you know, it's said that you look at a woman with lust, Right. And as far as God's concerned, you have committed adultery. Mm, mm. So really, if you sit there and you watch that, you are deliberately saying, I'm happy to commit adultery in my mind here. Yeah, you you said the quite few things about Apostle Paul there, and he described himself the um, the state in in which he he was, and mm. we can look at ourselves. Uh, we we cannot claim here that we are just pointing fingers to other people because okay. we are saints. We are saints, but other people are just uh, sinners, you know. We are all sinners. It's a battle for all of us. Absolutely right. Yeah. And you know what I uh, learned in my life? Um, and this is a good uh, analogy for me, a good saying. Uh, we cannot stop temptation. No. no, temptation comes in different forms, but we are we can be equipped how to deal with temptation yes. and through the word of God and through the teachings of the, the Bible and the good moral uh, yeah. aspects, I think it's very important. I remember this thing says that you cannot stop the birds flying above your head, but you can stop them making a nest on your head. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's good. You've always got very interesting sayings. Uh, you know, I got an example. I can remember, um, uh, I think it was last year, I had some friends and they went to see the film House of Gucci and mm. they were saying to me, oh, you know, this is so good, you've got to go and see this. And I stopped and I thought about this because I'm not somebody who says, no, a Christian shouldn't go to the cinema. I'm a person who, with any media, stops and says, you know, let's, Step back and look at what's involved here. Now that movie, you know, I looked at the shorts and I thought, okay, this is about greed and people stabbing each other in the back and all of this kind of, kind of thing. I thought, is that going to serve me as a Christian to be viewing those things, to be, to be normalizing these kinds of things? Mm. You know, we need to remember that garbage in, garbage out, you know, and our behavior begins in the mind mm. and our thoughts and we need to protect our mind and our thoughts and i thought ah uh, you know entertainment wise you know it might be entertaining and it's tempting to go but i thought you know as a christian i probably shouldn't be deliberately going knowing that these things are going to be loaded into my mm, mind mm, you know and those yeah. are the kinds of things we need to st- take a step back 
and think about the decisions we're going to make around media. Yeah. And I think what you, you just read in Romans there uh, about Apostle Paul, and I mean, you're not saying here that um, it's impossible to keep uh, God's commandments, God's law. Is that what Paul was saying there? or? Uh, uh, no, and this is, this is a thing where you, where you really have to read widely in the Bible because if you read a particular passage, you can very much get it wrong. Mm. He's saying, look, I've got a, I've got a real battle, you know, this is not easy for me. And, you know, so many times I fall down and that, that is the same situation for us. But I believe that you know, the Bible doesn't leave us in that place and say, hey, you're hopeless, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just live with it. We are constantly in the scriptures. There are verbs that are used, mm. which, which are action verbs, which say, you, you know, do this, you know, uh, put, cast this aside, etc. So we are told to actually be, um, active in this. Can you, you can know? you bring us to some more, uh, yeah, I've got some passages in the Bible. I want mm. to, um, bring that out. In 1 Peter 2, 1 to 2 says, therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy and all evil speaking as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So if I were a newborn babe, you know, desiring the pure milk, I want to actually, um, I want to see the pureness that is in the word and I want to be nourished by the pureness there rather than just saying, hey, you know, even even Paul struggled, so I'm going to struggle, so don't expect me to improve. You know, there's, there's a difference between sanctification and justification. You know, justification is that we, when we lean on Christ as our personal saviour, our redeemer, we are saved. We are saved, but we are not asked to stay in that in that uh, sinful place. Mm. We are asked by the grace of God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to improve our lives with His with His help. Um, in John fourteen fifteen to thirty one, um, uh, the Lord says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Mm. He's, you know, would He be asking us to keep? something if it was impossible for us to do it he sends us a helper he says i will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you i will not leave you orphans i will come to you so the lord has mm. come to us via the holy spirit and and i think what he says that if you love me Keep my commandments. I mean, if we really love Jesus, we need to represent Jesus in a right way. And how can you represent Jesus in a right way by, uh, um, you know, trampling on God's law or saying, oh, but I'm a sinner, you know, uh, I cannot help myself, but I do this and I do that. Actually, Jesus is inviting us and say, hey, if you love me, do whatever it takes mm. to represent me. Mm. In a way which I should be seen in this world. I think this is an, um, uh, how to say, for us a responsibility. Yeah, because Christians who do not represent Christ well 
you know, they they really destroy their testimony, don't they? Mm. You know, and how many unbelievers are out there who will point to Christians and say, well, why would I want to follow that? You guys, you're just hypocrites. You're no different to the rest mm. of us. You know, but I believe personally uh, that it all your your ability to have victory comes down to your relationship with God. The more time you are spending with God in His Word, uh, the more you become aware of sin. The more you are aware that you are in that temptation zone, and you need to cry out to Him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, some some more scriptures that I wanted to share. Two, two Corinthians three seventeen to eight. Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from mm. glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we need to trust that the Lord is looking to transform us. Yes. Also another I wanted to share, Romans eight eleven to 14. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and we're told that mm. that happens when you accept Christ, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according mm. to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as as many as are led by the Spirit, these are sons of God. So, yes, it's hard, but we are told that we have that help. I personally believe overcome having a, an overcoming victory comes down to a strong relationship with God. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Um, hey, time is going so quickly today. Uh, it's a very interesting discussion here. I may even miss the song which I prepared for today. I may come with another song just to finish the program. But David, I'm coming to you now. And in regard to what uh, um, Tracy was sharing, any thoughts? Because I want you to also deal with a couple of messages we we. Um, we received in regard to what you were talking a bit earlier uh, under mm. the World Watch segment. Yeah, uh, that passage about freedom is fascinating, and uh, the the good thing about law is that it brings freedom, and barriers bring freedom, and boundaries bring freedom. If you've ever tried to drive a car with no brakes, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. You crawl along at about one mile an hour because you don't have any way to restrain the vehicle. So freedom and the Spirit of God go hand in hand with us responding to the law of God. Uh, as you've said earlier, if you love me, Nick, you pointed this out, If Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So mm. uh, the freedom that we have in Christ is the freedom to obey the law, the freedom to do what is right, to enjoy what is right, mm. not following commands for the sake of following commands. Mm. Uh, God is not arbitrary. These These are for our benefit. And I was reflecting also as you were as you were speaking that uh, how tragic it is that when this new media of television was coming along, Christians said, "Oh, we'll have nothing to do with this nonsense," mm. not mm. re realizing that it was going to happen anyway. Mm. And it's not nonsense; it's a wonderful tool. Mm. It's used rightly, and instead of Christian people gaining licenses to operate TV stations. They just let the world grab them yes. and, and wreck this marvel of technology, which mm. is called television. Mm. So, uh, again, we're seeing um, the media being perverted. And sadly, in part, it's because Christians didn't step up when they had the opportunity. 
But we thank God now for the the wonderful democracy of the internet, which means that Faith FM and other Christian stations and broadcasters can freely operate uh, even on small budgets and have a wonderful ability to connect to the wider world. Mm. And, of course, we've got social media, and I'm looking up at the screen here. Nick, you've pointed out that we've got some feedback uh, from uh, from one person at least, uh, John, I think his name is. Um, he says, David, David, oh, David, John, yeah, David, John. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he mentioned he's reflecting on what I was saying earlier about men behaving badly, and says that school's not celebrating that as less to do with men behaving badly and more to do with the world's agenda to demonize men and masculinity, destroying the family unit, normalizing homosexuality by disenfranchising men from women and reducing the birth rate. Mm. Well, uh, there's a, certainly a lot to be said about all of that and we'd need a whole program to explore it. But um, he's absolutely right to point out that there is an agenda. It's an anti-God agenda, really, because God is Father. And uh, one of the principal ways by which the message of Christ is shared is through fathers. Mm. Mothers are important and Paul references Timothy's mother and grandmother, but the statistics show that it's really fathers who are crucial to the transmission of the faith. When the father believes, the whole family believes. Well, they're supposed to be the head of the exactly. the spiritual mm. head of the exactly. family. Exactly, so, they are yeah. indeed. So uh, if you knock out fathers, you knock out the fatherhood of God. Yes, we are talking on another program, and uh, you may come across uh, the listeners on that one uh, uh, called... Um, uh, Husbands and wives at the cross. We need to bring ourselves before God if we really want to uh, overcome uh, all this temptation and be victorious. We can't do it on ourselves. That's why we are encouraging uh, you, my dear friends, to uh, to allow God to transform uh, our lives. Time is going fast, and I would like to just uh, take an opportunity now to talk uh, for a moment about the free offer which we have for uh, today. And that's a wonderful book, um, Values-Led Lives. This is a wonderful uh, book, uh, and uh, you, my dear friend, just need to send us a text message with the code SA133. Please send a text message to 04888-808-11 and we'll be very happy to share this uh, wonderful book, Values-Led Lives. Now, because time is going so quickly, I was tempted to also mention, but I may l- uh, ask you, Tracy, to do that uh, probably a bit later on if we have time, just to remind our listeners that we prepare a dinner uh, for... Um, Meeting together, you know, meet the presenters, meet those people who are coming here and share uh, together. Uh, but maybe just in a few minutes, Tracy, I know um, uh, it will be very difficult to wrap it up, to bring it together a little bit, this uh, uh, questions, this question particularly where we ask today, um, uh, how do I grow to be responsible uh, in, uh, in terms of media? Mm. Well, some practical steps is probably what we need to end with, um, Nick. And as I said, I, I really think uh, having victory in our areas of temptation, and they'll be different for everyone, uh, it's it's 
a matter of our relationship with God and it's important that we have daily time with God, uh, meditating on the word, prayer, uh, we need to recognize that this is a spiritual fight and mm. therefore we will not have victory unless we are fighting under the banner of, of Christ. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We need to recognize that it's not if but it's when we're going to be tempted and to anticipate this and be prepared. 1 Peter 5, 8 tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Um, and you need to recognize that there is help for you, help in the spirit and call on it when you're in that. When you when you feel you're just about to, you're being tempted and you're leaning towards falling, remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overcome you except that is such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may able to be able to bear it. We need to cry out, mm. actually cry out in prayer in those times where we feel that we are right at the precipice. Um, you know, we need to do things like take a music audit. You know, is there music that I've got at home that really, you know, some of the words are not too good and, and the lyrics uh, are really not uh, Christ-like? Mm. Do we need to get rid of them? I had to, when I moved from Sydney to here, I had to get rid of what I used to love the Godfather series. I used to like all the wise guy movies. I had to throw them in the bin. So we need to do a bit of mm. that. There's a... Um, Indian proverb, inside of me there are two dogs, one is mean and evil and the other is good and they fight each other all the time. When asked which one wins, I answer, the one I feed the most. <laughs> so we really need to be active and uh, and making sure that we prepare ourselves for those temptations and situations that will come. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Tracy. David, uh, any comments uh, on this before I may ask you if you kindly could uh, say a prayer also? Yes, uh, I'd love to conclude in prayer. And uh, thank you for sharing all of that, Tracy, particularly the need to do some housekeeping. Uh, it's moral housekeeping, isn't it? Uh, the Bible is very clear in Deuteronomy that um, the warning is given, do not bring a detestable thing into your house or you like it will be set apart mm. for destruction. Mm. So we, we, we mustn't play around here. We've got to, we've got to really examine conscience and, and say, is this pleasing to God who is watching or is this going to be not, not only offending him, but damaging my own heart and soul, or my own relationships. So let's have a quick word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this opportunity we've had today to open the scriptures, to consider what it is that you want us to do. And we want to respond in faith. We want to clean things up. We want to be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And we want to train ourselves in response to that wonderful free gift of salvation. So I do pray for all of our listeners that each one would receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, repenting of sin, turning to him for salvation, mm. and enjoying the freedom that results from living under the law of love. 
And so we worship you and thank you for this opportunity we've had. May your blessing be upon each one of the listeners. And as we anticipate uh, National Flag Day, I do pray for our nation, that it would be a nation not only whose flag enjoys all those Christian crosses, but where the cross of Christ is indeed honoured in the hearts and minds of all of our people and the laws of the land and all of the values and in the media Mm. and on Father's Day especially. Bless each of the fathers who are out there. Help men to rise up to what it is to be a not only a a procreator but also a provider and a protector. Mm. So hear our prayers we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Just before we say goodbye, I wonder, Tracy, if we could um, just quickly um, let our listeners know that an event is coming up here in Adelaide. So listeners, you need to get on to this free community dinner that we've got. It's at 6pm Saturday the 16th of September. It's a Meet the Presenters dinner. We've got Robbie Bergen who's going to be doing a great presentation uh, to RSVP. Go to faithfm.com.au backslash events. Get in on that because we want to meet you. Very good. And this is in particular for those people in Adelaide and, oh, yes. the, and the surroundings. <laughs> yes. because, or unless you want to travel from uh, interstate, <laughs> we don't mind that too. Uh, my dear friends, uh, our time is up, but join us again uh, for the privilege to share witnessing in times of personal struggle. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Won't you leave?